uh, introverted uh-huh. and he's going to college. Uh-huh. So their parents are worried that he might not be ready for college. So they hire her to kind of get him out of his shell. So they pretty much hire him, hire her to date his son. Oh, oh wait. And uh, I think I've seen the trailer and then she actually falls in love with them. Well, not like love, love. Before she was just doing it for the the money and the, no, the car. She was doing it for a car. She needs a car. Okay. And I guess my question for you was, would you do something like that? Like, would you date someone for money or a brand new car? Welcome back to another episode of Coronas and Margaritas. I'm Lily. And I'm Ramon. <laughs> so. So yeah, guys, welcome back. So I guess to get to our episode, our topic this week, uh, we decided to uh, talk about our heroes or idols or just people who we admire in life. We just want to share people in our life with you guys that we find very meaningful to us. So, Livy, who is some of your heroes? Oh, see. Do you have any? Like Spider-Man or <laughs> Batman? Uh, oh, like... No, I'm just kidding. Let me like... Shut <laughs> No, um... Like, no pun intended. <laughs> I'm basic. I'm going to say my parents. And then if it comes to artists, I would say BTS. BTS? Okay, let's, let's start with you folks. Why are your folks your, your heroes? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think uh, it depends on the relationship you have with. It depends on you. Okay, don't then come for us. Um, I think mainly just because, for example, for my mom, I've always seen her. You know, she's always taught us. Obviously, like in every household, the mom is the one that shows you that it's there for you. Like you know, like she's the main one that for school stuff they call them out. You know. It's like emotionally, she's there for you. As being Mexican, or you know, like the Mexican culture in general, is very conservative, or like very uh, reserved. So when it comes to a lot of emotional issues, they don't really believe in that, like we've said in the past. And I think my mom going through a lot of stuff that made her like talk to us about it, be a little bit more open about it with us emotionally and especially to my brothers since it's very it's not as common to talk to it with guys i think um also this is gonna it's gonna be very tmi um also about uh you know sex or anything like that she's very open with that with me you know and in our yeah and in our culture that's the same with your brothers too yeah and it's not very known in our culture you know because uh, I've met a lot of friends where it's like their moms are too scared to talk to their kids about it, you know? Yeah, mine's one of them. So my mom, I, when I, a lot of my friends get surprised that um, my mom talk, was very open with me about it. And I guess that's I'll, it helped me. Obviously, I have been through high school. <laughs> but um, I think in that aspect, I kind of like that, that she's very open. Well, they, uh, and I'm not scared to come to her for, like, issues. Like, if I think of someone, I'll think of my mom. But then there's also my dad, where it's, like, I've seen him work, like, really hard two to three jobs and, you know, never give up. And always, like, this is something I've always said in general, like, to my friends, 
or my family or anything is I'm very thankful for obviously my parents but obviously my dad because I've never had to suffer like not having food on the table you know not having anywhere to sleep you know um you could say I'm kind I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm spoiled because I'm not <laughs> but they showed me how to take care of stuff you know if I need something they'll be like okay we'll get it you know when I was younger and they always showed me how to take care of, obviously, my younger sibling, but, like, of the things, you know? No, yeah, I feel you. Uh, and then, again, also, my dad always trying to be there emotionally or, like, he might hear this and be like, oh, no, no, that's not true. But he's very, like, uh, protective. Um, there was this one. <laughs> this is why um, I had a best friend in high school. And it was the first time, this was the first time they ever met. And he went to my house. It was the first time he went to my house. And we were sitting on the porch because at the time uh, I was a lot younger. They didn't want me to bring a guy inside the house without them. Um, and I was waiting for them outside. And my dad, once he got home, he was like, who is he? Why is he here? <laughs> is he your boyfriend? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Father. He's like, do I need to get out the shotgun <laughs> out here and prove a point? Yeah, I was like, uh, calm down. He's just a friend. But, you know, and that that's aspect. funny, Lily, because our parents, when we bring a friend over, it's nice. That's the friend. friend. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, it's actually just a friend. Literally. Like, it, it didn't even, it happened again like, uh, another time. He was my neighbor, like, left, like, right across from me. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad has met him a bunch of times. I mean, we're just talking outside, playing. And my dad's like, Who is, why are you with him? You, you're hanging around him a little too much. I'm like, oh, my goodness, father. I was like, he's our neighbor. I was like, who, I, who else am I supposed to play with? <laughs> but, I mean, I, if I'm mean or rude, I, that did not come from them, you know. They've always shown me how to be very respectful, you know. They pretty much show you how to uh, respect everybody, yeah. be humble, and, and, and they be, raise you right. Yeah. And then, obviously, be very, I don't want to say, like, help out in any way you can for others, you know. Not to be... I'm a, like I said, um, I'm very, I'm a very nice person usually. And until you push me to my limit, I'll be like, okay, it was good. <laughs> but no, I think that's one of the aspects I really admire about my parents um, raising me. It's going to sound very, you're going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I consider myself from at least both of the family. Like, I think before I do things. Okay. You know? <laughs> um, no, that's a good thing. You got to <laughs> think before. It's, it's like you got to think what you're... What you're going to say before you say it. Yeah. You just say it. Anything can just come out. Yeah. I say that to say because I have a lot of cousins from my mom's side where it's like they say things and then they think about it where it ca it causes a lot of issues. Oh, so I'm like, okay. so now I'm the type of person that I'll think before I say something because I know if I say something, it's going to hurt someone's feelings. So I'm like, okay, you know, you need to come down. Like Taylor Swift says, you need to come down. Okay. You need to pretty much grasp everything process it first and then say something then speak yeah no i'm the same way um with the heroes it's it has to be my mom and dad and i have to also throw in my grandparents uh like you said lily my parents have been there for me uh and i see them struggling uh when i was growing up especially because they you know they're we're Mexican. Um, they're Mexican, Mexican, but I'm Mexican American, <laughs> and they came from Mexico, so they came to a new country without really knowing any English or yeah. really knowing anybody. 
and I give them props. They were able to survive. Yeah. And I remember my dad would just work all the time. And just like you said, so we can have uh, a place to stay, uh, a food on the table. And my dad would also uh, teach me how to do things. He would take me out hunting. It wasn't like mostly hunting. It was just like a BB gun. Oh, we would just go catch squirrels or rabbits. Really? Birds. Yeah. And I just, I love that time with him because I was spending time with him. And he also taught me how to fish. Excuse me. Things. Uh, not anymore. I, if I do it now, it's just for sport. I really I don't like f- for fish. But I, I do like going out with friends to just go fish. You know how people just catch the fish, take the picture, like the bass. And then they put it back. And then they just throw it back in. That's probably the last time I fished. That's what I would do. But when I would fish with my dad, we would take the scales off, take the guts out, and we would eat it. Like uh-huh. We either fry it or we would do a caldo. Oh. So that's something that uh, I liked about my dad. He, yeah. Even though he was working a lot, he would still make time with me and show me good things that would, I guess, help me out in the future, right? Yeah. All right, my mom, same. She, I guess she she showed me how to be abortable, I guess, with her in a way. Yeah. But not so much because my, especially my mom, she could be more conservative. Oh. So when you said the thing about, like, the talking about the relationships or, like, sexual things, oh. I just can't go to my folks because they never, I guess, gave me that, uh, that, uh, Talk. What's the word? Yeah, like the talk. Oh, no, no, no. I had to talk with my mom, my dad, Jose. I'm like, and I think it's hard now since I'm an adult. It's just so yeah. awkward. But besides that, they're still uh, my heroes. They're just, just for what they did, they came here with so little and they were able to do so much with that. Yeah. And I think I grew up the way I am because of them. Yeah. And, um, and my grandparents. They're, they're kind of the same way uh, because when I go to Mexico, they're the uh, the people that take care of me. I usually go over there and I stay with them. And my grandma, man, I admire her so much because my grandma doesn't take shit from no one. <laughs> She's one of those tough-ass grandmas that she doesn't care who you are. You can be the, the president of Mexico. She can give a shit. She's like, I'm trying to give a shit who you are. You, if you, were, if you uh, bring respect here... I'll give you respect back. Yeah. And in Mexico, there's always people, especially like in the countryside, like the neighbors are always like chismosos, you know, neighborhood gossipy, and my grandma doesn't mess with that shit. She's like, you're going to talk, say it to my face. Like, don't say it behind me. Yeah. So I always admire that side of her that was always tough. It showed me how to be like tough. Yeah. It's like, son, don't let nobody ever disrespect you. You always stand for yourself. Yeah. Like, don't let them treat you or you treat them the way they treat you pretty much. Yeah. So that's something I admire. And my grandpa, just for being like, again, um, a hardworking person and always being there. Every time I need something, he would uh, go get it for me or even show me how to like do things over there in Mexico because it's different. But different uh, now. Yes. Because uh, over there in Mexico, I, I never experienced it. But back in the day, they would shower with buckets. Uh but now they would turn on, like, they turn on the gas for, like, oh. the heater. Really? And he would tell me how to do all these things that I was so naive to. Yeah. So he wouldn't just do things for me. He would be like, hey, look, look, this is how I do it. I mean, I don't mind doing it for you, but if you want to learn how to. Yeah. For it. 
So those would be like my my true heroes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think not for everybody, but for most people, it's their parents. Yeah, I understand because sometimes I have some friends that they're not close with their folks. And they don't have that relationship. Yeah. And sometimes it sucks for them. Yeah. And even me, I, I kind of feel some type of way about it. I'm like, man, I'm sorry you don't have the same bond with your with your folks that I do. Yeah, or uh, what's it called? When my friends tell me they're not close with their parents, I'm like, how? I was like, I'm very close to mine. But then I also have those friends that kind of wish they had that, but they don't because their mom passed away or something like that. And I'm and then seeing them uh, building that relationship they wish they had with their parent, it's like very nice to see too. Molly, yeah, Lily, I have uh, I have friends that um they uh, I guess they came out of the closet, and they're you know most like we were saying some uh, Mexican parents are uh, conservative, yeah. So so they don't like I guess they don't uh, accept that yet, yeah. So what I guess in what I seen is that they push their sons away, and and then I talk to them and they're yeah, pretty much they tell me like they push 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 me away because I was gay. I'm like, they, it didn't matter that I was their son. They just pushed me away, and it's just sad. I'm like, man, how can you push your own kid away? And your own kid away just because he likes the same sex. You're, it's just... I don't, think I, I don't think I've ever said this story to anyone because I was, it's not my story. But... Yeah, uh, say name. I, yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to say name. But I had someone close to me um, come out when he was in high school, and they told my mom, and my mom was like, you know what? It's okay. That's how you, you know, that's who you are. That's how you were born with. Like, that's fine. You don't have to worry. We still love you. And anyway, the parents was a different story. <laughs> like, um, once they told the parent, they were like, oh, you're part of the devil and blah, blah, and all this. And I was like, how can you say those things to your... Like, I... I was there when that happened. I physically, I was like, damn. Like, I wanted to cry because I was like, shit. Like, how can you say those things to your kid? Oh, yeah. I, I, look, I don't have kids yet. But, Hopefully, I do one day. But I, I feel like as a parent, you should love your, your kids no matter what. Even if, you know, they turn out to be, you know, gay. I feel like you should just love them no matter what. Honestly. If, if you don't agree with that. It's their choice. You know, just don't let that one thing define them, like in your yeah. in your eyes. Yeah, I tell you, like you should be uh, somewhat like grateful and also humble that you you have your parents. Yeah, we have our parents the way they are. Because as I've seen other people's folks, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I just there's always everybody's has a different situation. Yeah. And. uh just be grateful for your your situation. Honestly. But some people have a way worse. And true. <laughs> I was gonna say something but never mind. Okay, so you were you also brought up BTS. Moving on to I guess there are people you admire, right? Or are they also I would say more like an idol. One of your idols? Okay. Yeah. BTS is just the group itself or uh, it's the group it's itself. The members. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> So you admire BTS, yeah, right? For all seven music, they they get they give up, right? I think, yeah, their music and well, because personally, so, so okay, so what does BTS like represent? What's 
because I never really heard a song. Sorry, goodness. But what type of music do they release or one the lyrics? What are their lyrics? Of? Oh, before I say anything, one of these days we're going to throw hands because you don't know any of the bands I know. Okay. Well, look, the only BTS song <laughs> I, I heard was the uh, the one with Coldplay. My Universe. My Universe? Yeah. That was the only one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no. Um, I don't know any name of the songs. So <laughs> no, basically each of their albums or like since they started, it talks about that stage of their life. So when they started, they were teenagers. So they made songs about teenagers and the struggles that came with being a teenager. And then the struggles of being a young adult and then now going into your 30s. Well, most of them. And a lot of them... Interesting. And some of the uh, albums talk about self-love. And for a couple of years, I did struggle with that because I was like, shit. <laughs> like, and I really like myself mainly because of stuff people would say or anything like that. But um, I think they came... Okay, like I said, 2016 from there to from 2016 to 2019, they were in the best years. <laughs> so um, I think I met them right around the time where I was really struggling to like, uh, like myself, I guess you could say, because I would always before that I was like, oh, I'm great, like <laughs> no need, but it was I was starting to like be like okay i'm i'm a nobody it was like i was going through a depression you were putting yourself down yeah and uh i, I wasn't talking to anybody i wasn't talk, uh, i wasn't letting anyone know anything i would lash out at people and i think hearing their songs about like there's one specific song that to this day makes me cry because it talks about your body and yourself and everything like that if you like um translate it into english you'll like understand the song but um it essentially it talks about them struggling through depression struggling through different types of like anxiety or anything and how they dealt with that and the issues that came with it and i think it helped me a lot because it was like okay i'm not where i want to be i'm not myself right now but working on myself will eventually get me there you know no, yeah, that's so, a good song. So, uh, do you all right? In yeah, tough time. Yeah, and <laughs> I became very, like, very obsessed with BTS. Um, I mean, I still like them. They're uh, they're in the military right now, but I think the messages they say to their fan base, their fan base is called Army. I think if you read like the comments or like the stories behind. Um, each album that they've done because they even when they didn't have a huge fan base they would still perform like uh one time when they first started they cut the cameras and they kept performing because their fans were there like the lights were off everything like i need to show you a video of their story but um i think that uh what's it called the messages some of these fans write it's like damn i'm not the only one like struggling with this because I would see messages on, like, their music videos or, like, they have a an app. It's called Weverse. Like, their company did it. When I first started, it was just them So on the uh, on the app. And you would read the stories where uh, fans would be like, oh, you saved my life. Like, I was by myself on this or stuff like that. And then being like, oh, your music helped me through this. If I felt kind of like my heart goes like, damn. 
I'm happy like they're good, but um, I think they've helped a lot of people, you know, and seeing that I wasn't the only one uh, that they helped out like different types of people because you think a lot of people, and especially when they started um, growing in the U.S., they were like, oh, it's just teenage girls. But literally their fan base goes from like little babies to like old people, like 60, 70, 80. Like they have a large fan base. Even at the at their concerts, you can see the age range of fans they have. So to me, it's like, do I love people like Carol G or, um, you know, different types of artists? I do. But like my main one would be BTS because of their message they send out there. And that's about it. <laughs> oh, wow. I did not know that about BTS. That sounds very uh, powerful. Yeah. Powerfuling, right? I, I know that some people turn to music yeah. to get through a rough time. Yeah. Uh, I think I've done it too. I guess for me, it was just it was just not the artist. It was just songs for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I, I do understand where you're coming from, Lily. Wow, that's really... Uh, that's why I got my mom into them too. <laughs> it's really great. You know, those those idols sound like um, really great people. And now you kind of want to make me like tune into some of their songs. <laughs> like... Uh, I can say Jose's gonna tell you don't make her start because I know they're um I know they're a Korean right a Korean yeah. group uh one friend told me that they're so respected in their country oh their country mm-hmm. goes beyond they go on the the extra mile for them they do and on their birthdays like the streets of Korea like individual birthdays they're filled with them like even when uh the day they debuted as a group they fill the streets with um songs or billboards or anything like that it's amazing i even got my mom into them and it was like damn <laughs> but you know don't oh. go don't get me into a rabbit hole because then i'm gonna send you like links about links of a link oh, <laughs> i'm just kidding okay. <laughs> so how's yours uh i guess some idols of mine people i would admire because um look i like sports right yeah sports are just a part of of me yeah. So if you know me, we can talk about sports, any sport. <laughs> so that's just me. Okay. Uh, but my favorite sport, uh, I guess, is, well, I love all of them, right? But if I could choose one, it would be basketball. And some of the, my idols have to be like Kobe Bryant. You know uh, yeah. who Kobe Bryant is? Yeah. Or Dirk Nowitzki. He's uh, a Maverick. He played for the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. So when I first started getting into basketball, I also joined in middle school and I didn't know anything about basketball. The only thing I knew was that Michael Jordan was the the GOAT, was the best player ever. And I would only see clips of Michael Jordan. I hadn't really seen a basketball game up to that point. Uh, so when I started watching basketball, I started watching the Dallas Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki was there. And this guy just stood out to me because he was so tall. And then uh, throughout the years, I got to see basketball. I got to know that he's so humble. Yeah. You know, he would take pay cuts so he could stay with the Mavericks. So they could also give money to his fellow teammates. Yeah. Uh, That's something that I I would admire him. Mm -hmm. And also when I was learning how to basketball, I would use some of his moves. Yeah. That I I just admire how he he would play. Mm Mm-hmm. And and then going to Kobe Bryant, the same thing with Kobe Bryant, because the first year I started watching basketball was in 08. Mm-hmm. And that year they went to the finals. The Lakers went to the finals with the Celtics. And the Lakers unfortunately lost. 
But what I remember about that series is that Kobe, Kobe just stood out to me. Mm-hmm. How he was so, like, tough in the court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he passed away oh, a couple yeah. years ago, man, that one did hurt. You know, I, I did shed a tear. I'm like, no, man, he was my guy. And also he was my, because uh, I collect jerseys. Yeah. That was my first ever jersey, Kobe Bryant jersey. Really? And I still have it to this day. And it's just so sad when I, I saw him pass away. And the way he passed away. But... Yeah, it was just so sad. But because I love sports and it did help me, because every summer I would yeah. play basketball even. There's a couple of years, I think I even got Jose into playing basketball. And I was always trying to improve in my yeah. teens. I was always trying to get be a better basketball player. And eventually, it was a part of my life because uh, I was playing basketball almost every day. It also made me um, be healthier because I got into, I started losing weight. I started getting into shape because it was just an outside activity and my parents could never really afford to put me in outside of, uh, outside of school activities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, usually some of my uh, idols and uh, people I admire have to be... Um, like athletes because in another lifetime i feel like i was an athlete <laughs> but but um but also uh other people that i guess i would admire would be especially going to the film industry because i love film mm-hmm. i love movies i love tv shows i grew up with it uh to this day uh, i watch certain movies or shows because they're comfort shows for me or comfort movies and um and an actor that really stood out to me for a long time when I was growing up was like Johnny Depp. Oh, well, you know Johnny Depp always plays these um, weird characters, crazy characters. It's just so entertaining, right? Yeah. And I guess it showed me that you don't have to be normal to be really, to be like popular. Yeah. Or not popular, but be like be like weird, but still yeah, have friends, somebody, yeah, have friends and stuff. What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? My God. It has to either be between Pirates of the Caribbean or Edward Scissorhands. Okay, this is going to sound very stupid. This is going to sound very stupid to me. I didn't know he played uh, Edward Scissorhands. No? I didn't know that was him. Yeah. I was like, like, that was probably one of his uh, early roles. Really? You know what? You might not know this, Lily, and it's a horror movie too. But his first role I remember seeing him was in a Nightmare on Elm Street. He was on there. He was there. He was in that one. Yeah, he got killed because he got sucked in his bed. Like Freddy's hand grabbed him and just pulled him down. I'm gonna put on just splashed like on top all over the floor, not the floor, the ceiling. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now because I didn't know that. See, because I know you like horror stuff, <laughs> and that—that's the first time I saw Johnny Depp. Oh shit! I didn't know that. You know, it's funny. I heard that uh, most famous people started off with horror movies, but I didn't know. Really. Let me know what you. Because <laughs> again, he's just—he's one of those actors that, till this day, he still acts. He's still one of my idols or people that I admire for their work. Yeah. Uh, because it's just so entertaining, and for them to do their job right and have an impact, yeah, it's kind of like with music, yeah. It to me, if if he can, comes out with a movie, I'd definitely go watch it. I'm surprised he still doesn't have an Oscar though. 
Yeah, I mean, the Oscars is like a whole other topic itself. <laughs> but, you know, I think it deserves one. Oscar. Yeah, but I think it deserves one. Let me look at Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, <laughs> should have won 10 by now. And he won his one. one like a couple years ago. I remember when he won, like, all the, the all social medias were like, he finally did it. Because there was a couple years where they would make fun of him. Because he's like, oh, another year, Leonardo doesn't get an Oscar. And all Leonardo's, he's nominated. He's not going to win. We know it. And then when he actually won, I was happy for him. Let me just say that. I was, I was literally, when he won, I still have the video. You can hear me and my mom screaming in the background like, yeah. It's like, por fin, si se puede. <laughs> Literally, but anyway, <laughs> you know, you, you want to know another um person? This is like a probably a Mexican actor that most Latinos should know. It's este Chispirito. Oh, yeah, he played El Chavo del Ocho and uh, El Chapulín Colo. Yeah, and I actually started watching the series because uh, my parents would watch it and I started watching it with them. It's so, that funny. Was a show we could all watch together, yeah. especially growing up. And it goes through generation. Like, yeah, even to this. push it on to generation after generation, your kids. And it's just timeless. It doesn't yeah. get old. And oh, what I like about his style is it's kind of like goofy and it's not anything like bad. Yeah. You know, like nowadays, everything's so you always hear foul language or it's always sexual. His is always like good humor, good, like humble humor. Yeah. And. Just his style of Chisperito just really stood out to me. And, like, his comedy was just amazing for me. I mean, I still watch some of his, uh, his episodes. Yeah. Like I said, it's like a comfort show for me. And to this day, I, I'm like, uh, for one, one Halloween, I want to dress up as the Chapulicola, man. <laughs> that would be a fun Summer, costume, yeah. I want to, like, go just dressed up as Chispirito. That would be fun. And... <laughs> So that that's one another idol of mine that uh, that really stands out to me. Damn, I forgot about that one. I think we talked about it too. About El Chavo? Oh, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I don't remember one though. I but mean, I know you told me that you didn't really watch a lot of. I mean, I watched. I didn't watch it. Novelas, <laughs> like as you can say, some novella actors there stood out to you. Oh, that's not really hard. Like really, right? You don't do Maya really. Or idol, do they? I I will say most of their songs are not like nowadays where it's like you said sexual or anything like that. They're they're mainly just you know empowering. Oh, empowering. But I mean, other than that, it's honestly those are the main three: BTS and Rebels. <laughs> but um, what's like a comfort share for you then? Like, what are your top five comfort shares that make you like remind you of your parents or you know like? That make you feel better. Well, going back to El Chavo and El Chapulín, that one's that one reminds me of my folks because I watched it with them. Yeah. And I guess my other four would be I would have to throw in friends. <sighs> that, that's, because that's annoying. Just class, classic. Sexual. And it's just that bond. The the oh, six of them over there. Yeah. And it's just that's the bond I I would like to have with my friends. Oh, same. Which I do. You know, I have a small circle of friends. But I, I feel like I have that bond, mm-hmm. like the Friends cast does. Yeah. Uh, also, I would have to throw in that 70s show. I just, it's like it goes back to the Friends, right? Yeah. It's a bunch of teenagers, they're young, and they're yeah. just doing a bunch of silly stuff. 
and yeah. they're there they have like the parents there for like guidance and and i think it just works good together <laughs> and it's comedy shows i like comedy shows <laughs> uh sitcoms right and that that would be i guess be my my third and then my other two hmm i think they'll have to be sitcoms uh i would probably throw in um the big bang theory oh my god i love that show I don't know, there's something about it that the humor is different, but I like it. So funny. Sometimes I feel like I'm a nerd and I can put myself in, like, in their shoes. Yeah. Someone's not fitting in or just liking other things that are not popular, what other kids would like. And then my last one, this probably, you might not know it, uh, Rules of Engagement. No, I never heard of it. No? No. I was like, wait. That's a good one. Because it's also a comedy. Uh-huh. It's about um, like an old married couple and then like a young married couple. Uh-huh. And they kind of compare their differences. Because uh-huh. like the old, older couple be friends, the younger couple. Yeah. So they're always like looking at each other like, oh, you guys have it all together. Or you guys uh-huh. are still young. And then they have that friend that is not ready to settle down yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just all of them together. Uh-huh. This is a pretty good show. You should watch it, Lily. I think I like it. And, uh, yeah, those would be, uh, well, I guess uh, my favorite, I have more, <laughs> but that's just going to take a lot of more time in this episode. I don't know. No, you know what? <laughs> so, I guess you don't have, um, had like a teacher ever stood out to you? Some teacher? I don't think so. No. Because I, I had one when I was in high school, and, um... The thing I liked about him was that he tried to make school very, like, fun. Uh-huh. Try to make his lessons mean something. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to show you the, uh, how do I multiply or divide. Uh-huh. It was more, like, life lessons, too. And uh, I remember when I graduated, I didn't realize he was there. Mm-hmm. But he came up to me and he was congratulating me for graduating. And I guess I wasn't expecting that, someone to tell me that. Because I, I thought I was just like another student. Yeah. But for him to just come up to me and say that, it just really meant a lot to me. But I do like the way he was different from other teachers. I admire that from him. And he was always um, giving me good lessons. I was making uh, class fun when I had him. Oh. So that's something that I, I do value from like a teacher and stuff. I think for me... Even in, in middle school, I... I there was a time I was like in ESL mm-hmm. and um, I had a teacher that she was always funny. She was always good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just a good person in general. And sometimes I felt like the the rest of the, my classmates at the time wouldn't really appreciate her as much as uh, I think she should have been admired because she was always funny. Yeah. And she she knew how to handle every every situation because sometimes, you know, there's like the class clown, there's always the troublemaker, mm-hmm. there's always that weird kid that just does weird stuff yeah she knew how to handle every situation and i was just like amazed because sometimes i would see other teachers and they would be that street teacher would be like get out of the class yeah yeah oh wow like i don't know it's like a few teachers i do remember but i do have a couple teachers that really stood out to me that till this day like if i could like see them again i would be like hey thank you for that time that time in my life because uh mm-hmm. I really saw you guys as a, like one of those figures that you would kind of, when you were older, you would kind of want to be like them in a way. Yeah. 
I don't think I ever had that. I mean, I had a teacher in mind, but it was mainly because I had her. I saw her throughout my elementary years. Like she was my either my pre-K or my kindergarten teacher, and then she was my fourth grade teacher. But then she got moved back to kinder, and I got a new teacher. And then she moved to the elementary, my last year of elementary, to the school that I went to. So she was with me through like throughout elementary. But I mean, other than that, it's I don't think I have anyone like that. I mean, that's it's okay. Everybody's you obviously had a different um, school experience than I did. But I mean, that aspect that's those are people that stood out to me, especially uh, teachers. I mean. The only other person I would think of is my like, my older brother, but I don't want to tell him that. So. <laughs> it's like too embarrassing to get to that topic. If I if he ever like listens to this, no, you're not. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what's a good movie though? What movie that I feel that, kind of that's a good message. I mean, I'm just kidding. Are you admire them? I mean, I like it, <laughs> but it shows you like the perspective of both kids. And not to, like, misjudge. Basically, so, okay. The parents. The movie, <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> um, the movie's called Flipped. I read the book. It's a book. Flip? Yeah, no. so. Um, It's a book. So it has a perspective of the girl and the guy. And the girl has a massive crush on the guy, but the guy doesn't like her. So he tries to avoid her. But there's one day, because she has chickens. Yeah, chickens. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to. And one day she would give him eggs. And he would throw away those eggs. Because he's like, have you seen that backyard? Blah, blah, blah. Anything. Um, and then she found out that he was throwing them away. And then she was like, I don't know. Because I could be making money. It just... Literally what the book is named Flipped. It's a really good mo- uh, movie. Oh, okay, okay. Well, since you mentioned that, there's a there's a movie that uh, stands out to me. Well, you might not know it. It's American. <laughs> It's it's called point, uh, point Break. Uh, Keanu Reeves is there. I think you know who Keanu Reeves is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Patrick Swayze. You know who Patrick Swayze? Have you seen the girl movie Ghost? No. Um, Roadhouse? No. No? No, it's because he's like a famous like 80s, 90s actor. Oh, wait, have you seen um, Dirty, Dirty Dancing? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I've seen like... Uh, TikToks about it, but I'm not. It doesn't look like a guess. Well, what I like about this film and Patrick Swayze played a uh-huh. great role. I guess he kind of changed my perspective on life because he was always fearless. He didn't wasn't afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. He was always going with the flow. And uh, I remember at one point in my life, I used to just God, stress so much about like certain decisions I would do. Mm-hmm. And I guess as I got older and looking back at that movie help me just to be fearless i guess that's why when i have fear i just try to try to conquer it yeah because you know you can only be so scared for so long yeah you get used to that setting that environment that yeah. goes away right well for like with me with heights i'm yeah. afraid of heights but i'm willing to put myself like in the world's tallest building oh see, yeah scared shitless right but there, there's a part of me that goes with that mentality the mentality that i'm fearless right yeah and when I look back at that film, that's the way I look at it, okay. especially with Patrick Swayze's character, because he played a t- tremendous role. Uh, so I guess that's another, and I guess another actor that I admire. That sounds like a good movie, though. Uh, no, you should check it out. And and I guess not to not to give too much away about the film, like Keanu Reeves is, I guess his character is in that um, 
in that world where he's mm-hmm. going one path, but he, but in a way, he also has like other options. He just doesn't like see those options. And Patrick Swayze's character shows him that you don't have to be like this. You can, you can be fearless. You can do this. And, yeah. and throughout the movie, you can see Keanu Reeves' character change. You know, some of you're going a different path. Like, let's say you might do a career, but it's not your passion. You're only uh, for the money, right? Yeah. And then you do something that you love, right? But there's not a lot of money, but you're happier. Yeah. I guess that's like another way to see the movie. So, yeah, I believe you have time. Check it out. It looks like a good movie. I, okay, don't kill me for this, but I don't think I've seen any of the Keanu Reeves movie. You haven't seen any Keanu Reeves? I haven't seen The Matrix. I think I've seen one, but I don't really... I think it's the John Wick. Uh no. I was, I think I've seen the Matrix, but it's the one where they're like wearing all black and they go to the, like do the back thing, the famous all the all when they're shooting yeah shooting at her. I vaguely remember it, but I think I've seen it. Bill and Ted? No. Well, Bill no. and Ted? No. Oh, <laughs> you're like you're not. <laughs> I can tell you don't watch a lot of movies. No, because I grew up with a lot of like films that a lot of people. Yeah. And you know, also see some movies in other languages, like in Spanish. Or in French, yeah. or even uh, like Japan, so just with the subtitles. But for me, they're just classic. I think we're just like very different in movies. So right now, my favorites are obviously, like I said, flipped. Um, the Matthew Perry and Semi Hayek movie is like my top favorite right now. Okay, I seen one. Um, a walk. Oh, okay. I gotta say, remember a walk. I l- I seen that is my number one movie. That's the one with the girl, like dies at it. Yeah, like spoiler alert. The it's been a long time. <laughs> that movie messed me up at the end. I was like, oh shit, like it messed me up. Cause oh, uh, okay. This one I don't know if people are gonna like. Encanto. I like that one. Love that one. Encanto, the Disney one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I seen that one too. I just and like. If you're my cousin, don't listen to us. <laughs> the grandma from that movie is basically my grandma from my dad's side. From Encanto. Yeah. You know how she's kind of grum. Well, she's not grum. She's grumpy. Oh, man. I only saw it when it came in theaters. And I, I would have to watch it again. <laughs> I've seen it like a bunch of times. But, um. I mean, I've seen that movie. <laughs> and then, um. That's, it's with Eugenio Derbez. The instruction that included? That one. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen that one too. Hasta la luna también. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Well, okay. Those, yeah. You know, okay, I don't, I'm don't. i surprised you didn't mention this show because you seem to like very, like, classic Hispanic shows. Um, I mean, like I, I said, Lily, I, I have so many shows. It's just tough to pick what are my... Uh, those, that one is on my top five because... Especially, I just... I mean, if you tell me what are my five Spanish shows, like Latino shows, then obviously El Chavo, obviously La Familia Peluche. La Familia de Diez. There's another one, Seren Conducta. I don't know. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. That one's pretty good. Uh, George Lowe. Lopez, I guess if you consider him like I've never watched yours. Yeah, I saw George Lopez. No, I just remember his big head. Like at yeah, the way they, they would always make fun of. Yeah. He had a big head. Uh, George Lopez, he was Mexican Americans, but you can relate to him because. But he would make me laugh. <laughs> but I mean, any last words you want to say? Um, uh, just I guess if you're listening to this episode, just kind of remember who your heroes are in life. Then, yeah. like your people you admire, are there still people you admire? I got nothing else to say. Me neither. I think we should just end the episode, guys. So thank you for tuning in. 
uh, we want to just say thanks for being here with us. For those who have been here since day one, gracias. And all the struggles we've had with the audio. So um, we just want to leave you guys with, uh, we keep it all talk. No cap. cap. And just have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.